When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I was fascinated last week that Jerry was pounding Egg McMuffins like it was his job and dosing them with salt because he didn't care because he's 80. How about that? What better, shrimp cocktail or Egg McMuffin? Don't waste our time. It's Egg McMuffin all day. And don't get me started about those puny little cocktail rings that you buy. They're disgusting. Egg McMuffin's good anywhere. That's right. It's the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it is. Thank you very much, Rick Regan, and welcome to Hour 2 of your favorite daytime sports talk show. Uh, I'm telling you what, my phone is blowing up with uh, comments on the Ted Nolan interview from Hour 1. If you were just checking in here on Hour 2 of the RP Show, daytime sports talk on Game Plus TV, WQEE podcast and YouTube live, you're going to want to go back and and watch that. Uh, Is Muth with us now? Darren Muth Dupont? They told me he was not, but he's here now. Thank you. Oh, yeah. um, so, Fake Gainer was writing earlier, Moose, uh, on Twitter saying how great the interview was. And Fake Gainer has written back and says, honestly, I listened to the show while working. You can always listen live at WQEE's website. I tweet it every day. He says, this was one of those interviews where I totally stopped what I was doing. That segment got deep AF. Deep as... You know what? And that's the thing. I said to you guys, somebody's going to have to cut the clips, pull the clips, the highlights of that, because I, was, I wasn't spacing, but I'm like, I wasn't sitting there thinking, this would make a good clip, that would make a good clip. This was, we're talking about residential schools, and did you know about the atrocities committed in these residential schools with Native children? And not only that, and him being blackballed in Buffalo. And I, I'll say it again, like I, yeah, I'm old, man which I'm okay with because it gives me knowledge. And when I was just getting into the dub, that was right in Ted Nolan's uh, hot time in junior hockey, right when he was going to the Memorial Cup every year with Sault Ste. Marie. They didn't always win it. One year they did. But Ted Nolan was the hottest thing in hockey, junior or pro. And he ends up going to Buffalo. Coach of the year, you wrote that or read that article on this new book, his new book, Life in Two Worlds. I can't wait to read it. And uh, I don't know if you watched that interview or not, but I was like, I've been waiting decades to even talk to the guy, let alone interview him. So I was getting a lot out there, man. That was awesome. Thank you, Clark, for lining it up. Yeah, really cool. It's cool how you can, you know, when you can have the opportunity to get deep like that and, you know, can't wait to read the book. Obviously, there's a lot of great stuff in there. And yeah, I mean, it's one of those curious stories. because he's such a great coach, and, and I, and you know, my understanding, such a well liked person as well. 
That's the thing. And he got into that where he goes, I don't understand why they would make these things up about me that weren't true. And I'm like, well, I've lived that life too. It's just bad people. I don't understand why they do these things. Uh, and Ted Nolan did return to the NHL as an assistant coach, but he's just got so much to offer. And I will say this as a recovery coach, I, without question, I believe that everything happens for a reason. And sometimes it's really, really hard to understand why it's happening, especially when it does happen or afterwards why it did happen, but try and learn the lesson from it and definitely move on because Ted Nolan has, and he's just, like I say, he's got a lot to offer. So back to all the rest of this. Uh, I do not want to get mired down in the dumps of what's wrong with the Flames, what's wrong with the orders. We've covered that the last couple of days. The fun part of what we've gotten into today is our poll question, which we do every day for Key Auto Group. At Key Auto Group, they're driven by safety, experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for more automotive excellence. And the poll question today is, are you into this World Series? Moose and I both voted, yes, we are. And to the EMJ Marketing text line, Jim writes in from Balgoni Sask. And he says, uh, hey, RP crew, I'm into the baseball. I was disappointed when the Jays soiled themselves, but any championship series of sports is usually exciting and worth the time. And I will say this again, I, I don't know if... I don't know if the sports leagues and teams understand that the media does carry their message because I do believe we're in a fight here in the broadcast world to draw attention to our show and get people to watch, whether it's live or later on. And the teams are in a competition to get you to watch. And I was listening to the radio yesterday here in South Florida, and they were talking about this World Series and the fact that the Texas Rangers had never won a World Series. And that immediately jogged my interest. I'm like, I'm going to be into this to see if they do. And because uh, I'm not the biggest baseball guy. Um, and you said for all the same reasons, you're going to be watching the World Series too. But I'm that guy that when my team's out, the Blue Jays, I don't normally, I've been watching all the playoffs. I haven't watched the game sevens the other night. But people think that the and people in South Florida are fair weather hockey fans. Well, maybe they are, maybe they aren't, Darren. I don't know where you are on that. But if, if the Panthers are done or the Lightning, they're not watching the rest of it. And I kind of had a very tough time understanding that for quite a while. But now I do get it. And what sports are those for you? Like, obviously, hockey and football are your number ones. Are there others? And for anybody, for that matter, do you only follow it when it's your team? Because that's me with the Blue Jays, really. For the most part, it's me with the Blue Jays. Um, I, I, I'm, I think I'm a lot like you in, in terms of, like, I like to watch championships. So, like, World Series usually gets my, you know, attention. Um, even the NBA championship can get my attention the finals. But largely, Raptors are out. I'm not really interested in, in, in uh, basketball. Jays are out. I'm not really interested in baseball the rest of the way. You know, that's just how it goes. But, but when it comes to football and hockey, yeah, it sucks when my team's out. But I keep watching those two sports no matter what right through to the end. Well, and this is the one thing. Kirk from Toronto writes in. He's watching on Game Plus. He says, hi, Rod. Hello from a rainy Toronto. Glad to see the players, the two clowns traded away to Arizona, are in and hopefully win 
the World Series. Now, I understand that Toronto's a baseball town. They've had the Blue Jays since 1977. So they're going to be watching the World Series in Toronto. I absolutely get this. But a little later on, Moose is taking this show over uh, with the final two segments to go because we got to get out of here. We have a scheduled time in our studio to tape the Cats and Bolts podcast. And here's one thing. I don't know if they'll get it here. I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out if they'll get it in South Florida. But one of the questions that came in from the audience was, is the Battle of Florida still a thing? And they're talking about the Panthers and Lightning. And the fact of the matter is, it's gone a little dormant right now. And I would suggest for a, tier, a period of time, the Battle of Alberta went slightly dormant. But here's the thing. After spending so much time in Calgary the last couple of years, and having gone to college there, I can tell you that people wake up every flipping day in that province to see how the Flames or Oilers did the night before and thinking about the game coming up tonight. And in the case of tonight's games, it's the Flames home to the Blues tonight and the Rangers home to the Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets are Detroit. At Detroit, the guy just wrote in early and said, happy Winnipeg Jets game day. Jets are at red uh, Detroit, which we said we were going to talk about tonight's game. So let's do that. And Dave Poulin's coming up in the next segment. And then after that, Moose is going to interview Scott Barney. But I saw this headline out of Calgary. I'm sorry, but as I said, you know, we have tons of viewers in Alberta. I saw this headline from Flames Nation, and I love those guys. They follow us, we follow them, but they're like, Flames need new direction. Read this story by Robert Munich. And I'm like, you just fired the coach and the general manager. You're not even 10 games in with the new guys. What new? Do I didn't even read the article. Because I'm like, what possible new direction could you go other than what you just did in July? What do you think? He's barely come through the front door. He hasn't even taken his shoes off yet. You know, give him a chance to get comfortable and sit down and, and uh, you know, get comfortable with the surroundings. Um, I get it. It's a results-based business, though. You don't have time to get comfortable and and um, get things put in place. You need to have results now. And I get it, they're, they're not happy. And, you know, it's not going to be something that can change quickly. You're not going to make a move. You're not going to change things on your staff um, for at least a year or two. So you have to be patient. And unfortunately for Flames fans, it tells you that, you know, there's a lot more work to be done still. Patience is a really ugly thing, but I, actually, okay, something just popped into my head. Thank you for intuition for putting it there. Everybody wants the immediate results, and it's just not going to happen. Did you actually think that having Craig Conroy as your general manager and Ryan Huska as your head coach is going to produce immediate results? That's not going to happen. Look at me here. I completely changed my life, and it took two years. Darren and I have just been talking about this on the phone the last couple of days. It took two years for me. To build those relationships in Florida and build those relationships in Alberta, it did not come overnight. And now everything's exploding. It takes a while. And I'm not saying it's going to take you two years in Calgary or two years in Edmonton, although maybe it will with Jay Woodcroft trying to introduce this new defensive system there. But you just need to back off. And the one thing, you know, back to that Ted Nolan interview, I want your take on this and maybe even Dave Poulin when he joins us next. This is funny, but not funny. The list of Jack Adams Award winners in the National Hockey League, I was reading them off to Darren before the show, and you are like, ooh. It's like the kiss of death. If you win it. Um, Bruce Cassidy won it in 2020 with Boston. 
fired. Barry Trotz won it in 2019. Islanders, fired. Gerard Gallant, need I say more? Dan Bilesma. When's the last time you even heard the name Dan Bilesma? Not to mention Patrick Waugh. 2014 in Colorado, speaking of people that for whatever reason inexplicably can't get back into the National Hockey League. Ted Nolan, 1997. You almost don't want to win this thing. Yeah, that's wild. Like to think about those names, and they're all great coaches. It's 111 Eastern. It's 111 Eastern. I apologize. It's 111 of Eastern, 111 Mountain. For everybody, including Ted Nolan and Dan Bilesma, envision a positive outcome to the current yeah. quagmire you're in. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. No, like I'm a big Dan Bilesma fan. I love him as a coach. And where is he now? Right? And um, all those guys the on the list. Yeah, they're all great coaches. So it is. Um, you don't win that award by accident. You don't fluke out that award. I know the players play the games, but it takes everybody together. It's really a team award, just like the, uh, the Vezina as well. Um, but no, it's, uh, it, it is. It's like the kiss of death, and I don't know if you want to win it after you see those results. It's like the President's Trophy, you know, the kiss of death for teams in the playoffs. You don't want to win that oh. one either. Uh, you're just revving me up for our interview with Dave Poulin, which, by the way, Clark, let me know, please, when he logs in from the poll the question. NHL What's the TSN bigger kiss panel? of death? <laughs> the Jack Adams or the President's Trophy? <laughs> yeah. Well, literally, uh, by the way, our hockey coverage is brought to you in part by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca. You know, I've kind of felt like turning this into a meme, but I didn't. Uh, the interview with Chris Nyland the other day, I wasn't quite sure if Knuckles was just trolling the Leafs or if he actually believes it, but he says the Leafs players have tuned out Sheldon Keefe. That's what he thinks. Um, yeah, was it? Who was it? I mean, I got too many voices in my head from media sources, but maybe it was Pooley who said if the Leafs hadn't come back and won in Tampa Bay in overtime the other night, we'd be talking about a three-game Leafs losing streak and how much they suck. You know? I know. It's, it's how fickle it is, but also, you know, how, how fine the line is, too, between, you know, you look at just in Toronto, how fine that line is between this Leafs team being 4-2 and two and everything's great or being on a bit of a losing streak and the sky is falling. You know, it's, it's that fine of a line in markets across the NHL. Moose, uh, Dave Poulin has logged in, so I'll see you a little later. Appreciate you uh, filling in Thank later you. on in the program. You bet. By the way, just a quick note, the Toronto Raptors opened their season last night as they would have liked with a victory. Dennis Schroeder scored a team-high 22 points in his Raptors debut as Toronto defeated Minnesota 97-94. I like this story out of Chicago. Hamilton's Shea Gilgis Alexander scored 31 points, and the Oklahoma City Thunder beat the Chicago Bulls 124-104 in their season opener. The Bulls had a players-only meeting after the game. One game into the season. Is this a new record? Pooley, I want to ask you when we come back, do any of us ever remember when players-only meetings work? Because I say the second they have them, you can start on the season, it's the last rights. And that's one game in. The Bulls are having a closed-door players-only meeting. Wow. 
Dave Pullen next and Scott Barney on the way from the Humboldt Broncos. He's the head coach and will coach Team West at the Under-18 World Challenge coming up. We are live on the Game Plus television network. Are the uh, Junior A World Hockey Championships in Nova Scotia. We're live on Game Plus television, WQEE radio in Atlanta. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contoured design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code Show. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code Show and get them all in one package. The promo code Show gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code Show. You can thank me later. The RP Show continues to South Florida. And by the way, guys, especially you hockey players that follow us, you young hockey players, Manscaped has done it again, introducing the Handyman Facial Razor. It's brand new, not for your junk. It's for up top. And like every Manscaped product, it has tons of thoughts gone into it. Sleek, compact, charges by USB. I'm waving my phone because it's the, about the size of your iPhone. We all have problems fitting our razors into our shaving kit, right, for road trips. So order yours now at manscaped.com. Use the promo code VRPSHOW and get it. Ask for the handyman. It's for your face. Again, the size of your iPhone, it'll change your life. From Manscaped, we're proud to partner with them this fall. Proud to have Dave Poolin on today. Pooley, the uh, Bruins great, the Flyers great, and finished up with the Washington Capitals. I see you've been making the rounds, NHL Radio, Senators Podcast. Thank you for slumming with us today, Pooley. 
Well, you know what? I think I'd be a prime candidate for the Manscaped because when you have 250 <laughs> stitches in your face, you have to plan to shave. You don't just don't just shave. You you plan to shave. So uh, we laugh about it. And I had good plastic surgeons, trust me, Rod, and thankfully I did. Of course, as a Philadelphia Flyer, one of the primary positions you have to fill is a good plastic surgeon, correct? <laughs> Absolutely. Pooley, that is, that, I've never heard that one before. Planning your shaving. I get it. Well, I would invite you to, tr to try uh, Manscaped. I appreciate it. <laughs> Literally, man, I don't even know necessarily where to start with you. Other than, let's start this because you're a Leafs fan from Timmins, Ontario. Knuckles Nyland said on this show the other day that the Leafs have tuned out Sheldon Keefe. Do you think Knuckles was just trolling as the Habs guy, or is there something there? I don't think they've tuned him out, Rod. I think uh, something that was very smart was changing out the assistant coaches and bringing in Guy Boucher, rather, and, and Mike Van Ryan. And I think that's an underappreciated part in the NHL is the role of the assistants and how they can augment the head coach. And you don't have to look very far to see championship teams that have changed out assistant coaches and start with Tampa Bay and John Cooper. And it's a great way to get fresh new voices in with different experiences, but also to challenge the head coach. And in that opening game against Montreal, when they pulled their goaltender with four minutes left, six minutes left, and they're down by two goals and scored right away, that's Guy Boucher. That's the push and the prodding because the head coach is so immersed in what's happening in a game. He needs assistance within a game to bring points like that to him. So I, I, I don't think they've tuned him out. I don't. And, you know, first of all, there's, what, 10 or 12 new Leafs this year. So, you know, the, almost the whole team is new. He'd be talking about the core four. I don't think that's their, their choice to tune him out. I really don't. And quite frankly, as much heat as the core four has taken over the last handful of years for their playoff lack of success, they've produced during the regular season at an outstanding rate. They haven't been able to do it in the playoffs, and it's not their fault the way the team is structured. Yeah, interesting. I watched them here the other night in the Panthers' home opener. The Panthers won 3-1, and I couldn't believe, A, how many new faces there were and how many new young faces there were, and then that there wasn't any real pushback or sandpaper in their game because I thought they wanted it. Now, the other thing is, I, the reason I brought up that I heard you on NHL radio is here in Florida, there's not a lot of NHL talk, so I listened to my guy Scott Laughlin on there, and I love him. And it was great having you on. And they talked about the Oilers with their three too many men penalties the other night. I guess that tied an NHL record. And Gabby said it's because they're distracted. They're all on the iPads. They're not paying attention. Is that a thing now? Uh, tell you what, I would, have, I would go with, I believe the way Montreal handles, I do a lot of Montreal games. You're allowed on the iPads during the commercial break only. And I think that's the way to do it. I really do. I think that's a compromise. If you want to see something, wait till commercial break. There's three of them in a period. And, you know, as, as much as John Tortorella made a big thing of that, there is a group of players that learn that way. That's how they learn. They've grown up learning visually. That's fine. But I'll take you to Winnipeg and take you to Josh Morrissey handing a stick to Adam Lowry after Lowry had broken one on the ice. And that led to a critical goal for the Jets and a win for the Jets. If Morrissey's got his head buried in an iPad, he's not watching the game. I want you watching the game. 
I want you invested in the shift in front of you. I want you to know what's going on. I want you ready to go on the ice. I don't want you looking at the TV, at an iPad. I simply don't during a game. So I, I understand it's important to some players. I would do what Montreal has done and limit it to commercial break. Uh, to be honest, I would uh, even wait to the intermission. Is that a possibility, the intermission? Or, or could they not wait that long? No, I think I think in today's learning style, they're so used to the short, quick clips that I don't mind it if you've got the minute at going it, to it at that point. And, you know, th then you've got like six minutes, four minutes, four minutes, and, and the end of the period. So you get some, you can squeeze it in. Attention span's not that long for some players. It's simply not. To keep it fresh in their mind, I think that's an excellent option. You know, I'm watching the furor and listening to it out of Calgary, which I think is unfortunate for Ryan Huska. They haven't even played 10 games. I'm seeing what's happening in Edmonton and every market for that matter. And in a way, we're the problem. You, me, we feel it. We talk about it. There's so many. But what did you say you're observing, not opining? When do you switch? Yeah. I know. Well, you know what? It's early. And so I, I did say that. I said, you know, at, at this stage, I am. I'm observing. I'm a fan just like everybody else is. And, you know, a, a night when there's 16 games like there were on Tuesday night. And by the way, I'm working one of those 16 games because everyone in the industry is working one of those 16 games. And you can't follow everything real closely. So you catch up and you and you look and you see early trends and you watch it. But you also make a note. OK, I'm going to follow that closely because I may not have an opinion on that yet, but something's going on there. And I wasn't one of the guys that jumped on board that said just because Daryl Sutter was gone and Ryan Huska was in that that everything was going to be all good. And and I think that's too easy of an out for the players, Rod, to say, well, it wasn't our fault. Well, guess what? It was some of your fault. And, you know, it, it wasn't just the coach. And so I think the players have to take responsibility. I laughed on my intro when you talked about players only meetings. When I was a yeah. captain, I, wow, Rod, I grew to hate a players-only meeting when someone suggested. So what eventually happened was I'd say, we're having a players-only meeting. By the way, I'm talking and you're all listening. I don't want to hear you because inevitably the first guy to speak would be the one that should be spoken to the most in the room. And he'd have heard something and he'd be repeating something he heard in a team meeting before and think that was going to solve everything. And I think they, that's a pretty dire move. Well, dire move after one game to call a team meeting. That's something that's been brewing long before that game, Rod, and it just wasn't aired out. The game gave them an excuse to air things out. Uh, well, I, I was remiss in asking you that because I've put this to people. And I've called games for 20 seasons in the CFL and 20 seasons in Major Junior. I've been around a lot of teams. When we get to the players-only meeting, it's over. Like, it's not, I don't know. My question is, what teams turned around because they had a meeting without the coach there? I've never heard of well, it. I think it I, well, well, I don't know about turning around. I think there are things that you have to address in the locker room without the coach. I don't think you tell anybody you're having a players-only meeting. That's the media standing outside saying, well, the coach is in that meeting. But I do think, you know, I'm thinking of the teams I played on in both Philadelphia, where the, the leadership group was so strong around me with Brad Marsh and the dear departed Brad McCrimmon and Mark Howe and Timmy Kerr and all those guys. Then we got to Boston, 
and we had Ray Bork and we had Cam Neely and we had Gary Galley and we had guys in that locker room that could take care of things that quite frankly the coaches couldn't or didn't even know were going on. So time and place, but not the answer. Yeah, fair. Well, look, I was watching, call me a nerd if you will, but 87 Stanley Cup final and uh, highlights and I saw Chikrin. And the reason I bring that up is I see him all the time. He's on Panthers television. Uh, you got a story about Jeff Chikrin at all from Philly days that I could use on him, Dave? Yeah, he's actually responsible for one of these scars we were talking about earlier on a pass that went off the ledge on the board in training camp and ripped my face open. So I do have a story about Jeff Chikrin. But I see Chick now in the okay. buildings. It's great to see him. And, you know, I, I think about him and I, I'm watching Jacob in Ottawa now. And I'm thinking of a young Jeff Chikrin um, and coming in and really changing the face of the late 80s team. So he and Gord Murphy, and there was an influx late, not the initial group with Tockett and Zeslin and the Sutter twins in the early 80s, but later on in the 80s when Jeff came in and, and way too nice a guy to be a tough guy. He was really tough, <laughs> way too nice a guy. Well, this is why I love these chats with you. Uh, the other, last year, Stanley Cup final, we're in the press box, and I hadn't actually met Jeff Chikrin before, and he pops down beside me. This would not surprise you, and you know him this well. I'd never met him, and he goes, Rod? I'm like, yeah. My dad's from Good Eve, Saskatchewan, just outside Melville. Big Rider fans. <laughs> I, all of a sudden, we talked the whole game about CFL stuff and that, and, and by the way, his kid, he's so proud of Jacob. Way more offensive side in Jacob than his dad. Am I right or wrong on no that? Question, no question about it. Way more offensive upside. But here's the key to Jeff. He knew his game. You know, he had the long range. He had the long reach. He was tough. He was a good stay-at-home defenseman. But he knew that, and that's why he fit in and played well. Oh, yeah, those were some great teams. I think the 80, sort of bring it up, uh, pick a scab. But are the 87 Flyers not the best team that never won a Stanley Cup? I think they are. Well, you took one of the best teams to seven games, so that would be your argument. I actually um, talked to Heck the other day, Ron Hextall, and because I had proposed him as a solution to the Kuznetsov slow penalty shot situation, we were asked if we thought <laughs> that should be a rule. And I said, no, no, no. And I actually called and, and told Hex that I said this on, on TV. I said, all I do is put Hextall in net for one of those penalty shots, and that would be the end of it with Kuznetsov, because he'd meet him somewhere around the top of the circles, and he'd take care of that. Uh, he's not the only guy doing it, though. I can't stand it. Goalie guy here, I liked what the flower did uh, to Bedard, <laughs> coming out and tripping him when Connor tried it in the shootout in the preseason, and I'm a Bedard guy. But I, I just... You know, back to the pressure early on in the season, just on the Flames, because I've spent so much time in Calgary the last two years. They're like lighting Huberto on fire now and Kadri and all these guys. And I'm like, it's a revolving door of players and nothing changes. And I look at what Kachuk's down, done here in Florida. It's, it's, a, it's a culture thing. I believe that it is. When are they going to stop blaming the players in Calgary specifically? Well, the players as individuals, it's one thing, but as the makeup of the group, it's a total different thing. And you, you took out Goudreau and you took out Kachuk, and they were part of the group that made it happen. 
And you don't know what trickle-down effect they had on other guys in the room, maybe Erasmus Anderson, whatever it may be. But they've changed over some of the key pieces, and it, it does take time. But it, it is it is up to the guys in the room to get it done. You're dealt that hand, you know, and Huberto, Huberto didn't ask to leave Florida. He was part of it. You know, he goes to Calgary. It hasn't worked out for him there yet. Um, Cadre leaves a prime situation in Colorado where he fit perfectly, and they've missed him there. So it wasn't like they all went there for the right reasons because, you know, they just ended up there through trade or because that they followed the money there or whatever it may be. But the, the makeup of the group as a whole hasn't worked yet, and it's still early. And, and to a man, you know, the, the Jacob Marksons of the world also have to step up and do what they did when the team was rolling along well. So that's going to be a tough one. I didn't think it was going to be an instant turnaround because of the coach, and it, it's proven so far that it hasn't been. Yeah, I think that we can all agree that it is on the players. I mean, I don't have a problem with the calling out the players, but anything heat at Ryan Huska, I think, is really unfair. And I guess my last question for you is, I, I, I just heard that the orders are instilling this defensive system that's taking them a while to catch on to, and I, and I hope they are. It's why they didn't beat Vegas last year. Is that, is that a thing in Edmonton, that they're changing their style of play and that's been a problem latching on to it? Maybe a little bit easier to answer it that way. Um, once again, you know, they miss a healthy Matthias Ekholm. I think when he plugged in last year and they were rolling along so well, he didn't come back in full health, and they maybe rushed him back a little bit. That could be part of it. Um, but once again, you know, that team has a lot of the right pieces in place. You need to save as well. And the goaltending is going to be a question until it's not. And last year it wasn't because of Stuart Skinner, not because of Jack Campbell. And Campbell had a, a good camp and came back ready to go. But you need to keep save at the right time. And, you know, th there is a side of having two of the best players in the world where you do build a dependence on them. And, you know, when times are critical, you tend to look that way in the locker room. And, you know, that's just human nature. You look to two of the best. One of them is out right now. And they have to produce at such a high level on an every night basis. But it's up to the rest of the group. I and mean, they've got a good supporting cap. You know, I'm, a, I'm a Zach Hyman guy. I'm a Vander Kane has to step up right now. And the guys that they put around them, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, another easy one to say, okay, you know, Connor McDavid's not there. You've got to play better. It's not a bad thing to have to learn these lessons. Um, Dave, I really appreciate these chats all the time. I know you're busy. Thanks for this. Enjoy the hockey. Always good to join you, Rod. Thank you. Dave Poulet. Uh, Flyers great, Bruins great from TSN. When we come back, I got a scoot, but Moose will interview our good friend Scott Barney, the barn dog. He's an NHL veteran and the head coach of the Humboldt Broncos, and he's off to the World Junior A Challenge with Hockey Canada. Talk about all that next. Live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. 
What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRP Show, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRP Show. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today. Afternoon here on the Rod Peterson Show. Morning out on the west part of the country as we bring you back in. Darren DuPont along with you here. Look at those sites in Florida. There's not going to be the sites where we're going next as we go to the rectangle in Saskatchewan and join Scott Barney. He is the head coach of Canada West at the upcoming World Junior A Hockey Challenge. How are you, Scott? Good, doing your, good, good yourself, Darren. I guess it isn't that warm here mm-hmm. compared to sunny Florida there with Roddy. No kidding. So give me the update because I'm getting on a plane this evening to come back to Saskatchewan for the weekend. Um, minus five snow. What are you dealing uh, with? In right I think now? more like the 10 to 15 range here. And a couple of our players from BC were asking the other day, is this as cold as it get? And it was only about minus two. And we said, uh, yeah, you haven't seen <laughs> nothing yet. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. They're, uh, you know, you gotta gotta condition them for. Uh, we skip through fall and we go straight from summer right into winter, right? Yeah, I went from the shorts right into the pants with the with the winter boots there in one day. No kidding. Well, uh, congratulations on being appointed head coach of uh, Canada West, the upcoming World Junior Hockey Challenge, December in Truro, Nova Scotia. Um, when did you get the news? How did you get the news? And what was your first reaction? Yeah, I got news about a month ago, right? But, uh, you know, I was pretty excited to be able to represent your country. It's, it's always something that uh, you look to do. And, and the biggest thing is to be able to work with the elite of the elite, right? And, and uh, it's good for yourself uh, to work with uh, you know, players of that level and, and also other coaches as well, right? And looking for the end goal to, to bring a gold medal here back to Canada and, and to bring back to your, uh, your league and, and, and obviously your, your home club here in Humboldt. When you got to Humboldt, um, I guess, what was on your radar? What were some of the goals you were trying to achieve? And, and did you think that this would be something that might be in your, uh, your trajectory to represent Canada? Yeah, obviously your goal is always to, 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 you know, to win or be at the highest level. And, and uh, you know, the biggest thing for us, when, obviously, when I came to Humboldt, is, is getting the, the franchise back, back going there, obviously, from the, the, the tragic accident. And, uh, you know, I... Uh, Humble has had had so much success in 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 previous years, and and to be able to to get that back to uh, to where it was before, and and obviously along that way, I think our biggest goal here now is is trying to move players on to, to Division One and 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 U Sports, and and I think uh, you know that's been our been our biggest goal, and we feel doing that uh, winning will come with it, and. We've had good success in the regular seasons here. Uh, obviously, you usually have one of the, the younger clubs. I think this year we're probably second youngest in, in the SJHL. And, and the more guys we can develop on, we'll get the next guys through the door here. And, and you know, you can lead that success into, the, into my uh, coaching job here with the World Junior A Challenge. And hopefully the, the success carries over with, with the hard work we put in. And, and obviously, in the end, obviously the end goal is probably the coach in the NHL, right? And uh, obviously, there's some other steps in between that you got to take. And, and I feel feel this this uh this opportunity in Humboldt has led to uh future success for sure and I keep having success keep checking boxes keep climbing those stairs uh for sure so what's I guess what's the next month and a bit uh look like for you as, as you get ready for the world junior a challenge and 
when will you officially take off? Well, what's the process like between now and then? Yeah, I think it's just more evaluating players, right? And uh, obviously there's players in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta. Obviously the BCHL with being separated from Hockey Canada, they're, they're, they're not a part of it. Uh, you know what? The one, one big obstacle is you can only carry uh, five players who, who are the 19-year birth, so 2004. So that's a, a difficult challenge as well uh, to, to pencil those guys in. Obviously the GM, Nigel Dubé, will have a, have a big say in it. Uh, he was just, just this past week down in uh, Manitoba at the, at the MJHL showcase. And uh, you know what? Just trying to fit the right pieces of the puzzle. Uh, you know what? In, in the past, there has been uh, different camps. Uh, this year, it's only going to be 22 players selected and going right into right into the uh, you know what one practice and an exhibition game and get right into camp. So makes things a little more difficult. But uh, in the end, you can bring some guys together quickly, and and uh, and uh, sometimes that's uh, a recipe for success as well. Okay, be honest. How many of your guys already have been pulling on your coach? You know to. You know, put a good word in, hey, chance to get on the team because their coach is uh, going to be maybe making some of these decisions. Yeah, I'm sure a few of them will be, will be, will be doing that. And, yeah, they're pretty good. They get it in there, right? And, uh, you know, our success has led uh, by our, our team's success this year. And, uh, uh, you know, what to, to our start so far, uh, it's, it's been, been a great start, but it's uh, been a lot of hard work put in by, by those guys and, uh, you know, and happy for Happy for that, and hopefully they all each have their individual success as well. The viewers can see it. The Humboldt Broncos head coach, um, you're 802 and one. I believe that's the most updated that I've seen. Um, tell me about the start to the season and, and this year's Humboldt Broncos. Yeah, it, it's been a, been a great start. Like if you were to tell me a month before the season that we'd be undefeated in regulation after 11 games, I'd say you'd be you'd be uh, you'd be joking with me, right? So that's a credit to those guys in the room that have bought in. We have. Only eight faces returning from from last year, so a lot of turnover. Uh, you know what? Our leadership has been been huge in the room to bring these young guys in. Uh, it's been a big part of our culture here in in the last uh, you know what years that we we've been a part of it is getting you know what the the guys who are young eventually into our leadership roles and 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 see the success we've had. And uh, you know what? Last night, tough uh, a tough loss in overtime, but uh, to a to a to a good Estevan team and. Uh, uh, it's uh, you know what the success has been good. Uh, still, still early in the season, eleven games in, so we still have a lot, lot of things ahead. But uh, the work ethic for us and the way we skate and compete is a big reason for our success. Look, Rod and I are both Saskatchewan guys, as you know, and so very proud of that province and the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. We both came through the league. Um, I, I start looking at you know your trajectory to, to you know pursue that ultimate goal, of the National Hockey League. It's the same with the players, and I think that helps grow the league. So um, I want to talk about you know Matthew Van Blericom, right, being listed by NHL Central Scouting for the draft. That's a big deal, not only for your team, but I think it's a big deal for the uh, the entire Canadian Junior A Hockey League. Uh, tell me about him and uh, you know what it means to have him on this list. Yeah, it's uh, you know what to credit to him, right? He's the one putting in, putting in that hard work. He's the one who had a big off season. Uh, you know what? He, he's very coachable, which is one one big reason he's on there. Uh, he listens well. Uh, he's one of one of the hardest workers on our team. At the same time, he's a tough Southern bo- uh, Saskatchewan boy as well. Uh, he won't just go through you through you with the puck. He'll go through you with his body as well. Uh, he's got a, got an NHL shot. Uh, he can go east to west with the puck. There's a lot of things that he brings that that a lot of players don't. And uh, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised to hear his name called there for the draft. 
and and good thing he's he's getting some credit but uh you know he's definitely got a lot of talent uh, he's willing to learn and get better and that's that's a big part of it right and and some guys just think think they're there but he, he realizes he, he's got to do a lot of little things that that make the difference for him to be to be an elite player and uh, he, he's definitely doing that so how do you capitalize on this and, and not just you but you know other coaches throughout the league and, and, and gms and different teams in getting more nhl prospects into the saskatchewan junior hockey league because clearly it's a great development spot for the players especially when you look at you know the nc double uh, division one route you know i a guy i keep seeing a lot of right now uh, i believe with minnesota is justin close right um the goaltender yeah. of minnesota came through the kindersley clippers he played in the sjhl and to see at a high div one level um so how do we continue to grow this and, and build off the success of guys like matthew and and the next prospect yeah i think the biggest thing is is keep you know, trying to get these younger players in early as we can, right? And I know for us, for instance, two years ago, we had Connor McGrath and Matthew Perkins, both SAS boys on the draft list. They didn't get drafted that year, but Matthew was drafted in the fourth round last year by by the Vancouver Canucks. And, uh, you know, he was a big contributor here in Humble. Uh, you know what, sometimes you only get them for a year and lose them, but that's that's part of development. We're a, we're a development league, and, and our, our job is to, to move guys on. And Last year, for example, I think we had five Division One scholarships, four four U Sports scholarships, and uh, you know that's a big season for us. And, and I think the big reason why it's a success we're getting these other players that that, that want to be in Humboldt and, and want to be Broncos, and uh, you know it's a credit to our whole organization and staff as well. And and you know what we believe in, you know what the, a lot of video every day and and and, and mentoring these guys and. And uh, hopefully, you know what, we can continue to get more and more younger players in other spots as well in the draft list and promote them into the, to the NHL, NCAA, or, or even U Sports. I, I think that's, yeah, that's incredible. And, and it's only going to grow from here. So a big hats off to you and everybody else in the league for, for all the success. So um, I guess what are you looking forward to the most now, uh, you know, as you get closer to the, the world, you know, shifting back to the Junior A Challenge? and in Truro, what are you looking forward to the most out of that experience? Yeah, obviously, just obviously assembling the assembling the the roster. Right, it's going to be huge. Obviously, having some meetings with those players that, that are having the opportunity to uh, to play in that team. Uh, obviously, they're they're elite players in their own uh, organizations, their home clubs. There, uh, seeing which players are going to be able to play different roles, uh, talking to different coaches on on different things they do. Like example. You know, you bring in uh, 20 goal scorers, they're probably not going to work out, right? You need some guys to go to the corners and get those pucks. Uh, obviously, you got to rely on a, on, a, on a great goalie to, to, to make those saves. Obviously, things are going to happen throughout the tournament where you got to make adjustments. So uh, just, just working with these other coaches as well that, that, are, that uh, have success in their own programs and, and picking their brains. And as coaches, you want to get better just as much as the players do. And I think that's a, that's a, a big thing for me is just uh, talking with these other, other professionals as well and, and, and seeing what they're doing with their programs. Scott, you know we're big fans here, and this is going to be a really exciting time for you. Enjoy it. We appreciate the time today. Thanks a lot, Darren. Good chatting with you guys. Anytime. You bet. Scott Barney's the head coach of the Humboldt Broncos and now the head coach of Canada West for the upcoming World Junior A Hockey Challenge coming up uh, December early, the 10th to the 13th, I believe, or 10th to the 17th in Truro, Nova Scotia. Uh, Scott Barney, the head coach for Canada. That's going to be great. All right, one more segment to come. Clark, get ready with poll question results. We're going to revisit that. We're going to look quickly at tonight's schedule. 
put a wrap on uh, the RP show, and we'll probably even check into the text line, see what's going on there, get to your comments as well. So RP show continues on a Thursday afternoon here on WQEE, YouTube, podcasts, and we're live across the country on Game Plus TV. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, ready for overtime for overtime hockey lanes in Calgary. It doesn't look like that in Saskatchewan or Western, most of Western Canada. That's what the shot is live in Florida right now. Beautiful day there. Uh, looking out the window in the GTA, kind of cloudy, rainy, but overall a nice fall day, about 20 degrees or so. Uh, everything's still nice in red, yellow, orange, and green, but not in Saskatchewan, Alberta. I think parts of Manitoba, too, uh, dealing with lots of snow, but I'll be experiencing that this weekend as I get set to head back to the rectangle here tonight. Uh, let's go to the text line for a second. Jim Wagner writes in, uh, 902-518-3033, the number to text the show. you got a couple of minutes to get last thoughts in uh, on the day. Uh, the Dupes Show. He says, I like it. Approved. Uh, Rob Bruce also writes in. He says, hey, Rod, love the show. In the famous words of Harry Neal, I don't want to be coach of the year. I just want to be coach for a year. Have a great day. That's Robbie Bruce. Yeah, not bad. Uh, Rod mentioned all the coaches that uh, uh, one coach of the year no longer in the league anymore. And I don't know if it's a curse or not. Um, Paul Jefferson says, congrats, Scott, well-deserved. Uh, talking about our last guest, Scott Barney, being named head coach of Canada West, the upcoming World Junior A Hockey Challenge. Uh, and Jeff in Calgary says, what? When they said Scott Barney was joining, I thought they meant Scott Barnaby. And Clark, do you know who Scott Barnaby is? I don't. Did, did, I, think, I think he means Matthew Barnaby, yeah. But I Googled Scott Barnaby. Scott Barnaby, 54 years old, from Port St. Uh, Lucie, Florida. He plays at the Galloping Hill Golf Course. He was the 2015 uh, Player of the Year on the uh, New Jersey section of the uh, PGA of America. Uh, how about that? He was tied for fourth at the Pro Pro Championship at the Galloway right National Golf Club. So how about that? A couple T-70s, 
pretty good golfer on the PGA Tour. If that's the Scott Barnaby you were uh, hoping was on the show today, and we're really excited, um, probably not going to get him on anytime soon, but feel free to Google him and look at his profile. Uh, we did think it was actually Matthew Barnaby for a second. We, um, his name came up in our, in our pre-show um, meeting. What else is going on? Um, uh, Rod, yeah, I want to go to those poll questions, but um, just want to check in on the YouTube chat here for a second. A lot of stuff going on in here. WQEE, I think that's Ryan already. Another great RP show on to Football Friday. Yeah, there's Jeff. Sorry, Matthew Barnaby. Okay, poll question. World Series kicking off um, or getting started. Um, are you a fan or are you going to be following the World Series? I believe, Clark, I checked on YouTube. It was 71% no last time I checked. Still the same? Yeah. Okay, so it's pretty similar on Twitter. Ron Thompson writes in, Great show, Flames should work on a rebuild and go for a high draft pick. Okay, sent with a slam effect. Well, maybe. And John Kirby in Edmonton says, Why can't a team be sponsored by a betting firm and have their sticker on the helmets, but a player gets suspended for sports betting? That makes no sense. Um, It's money coming in. Last minute of play in the RP show. It's different than players betting on sports because players have a direct outcome on what's going on in sports. If they're sponsored, if a player is even sponsored by a sports betting agency, it's fine. But if they're betting on it, now you have to wonder if they're influencing results, especially if they're betting on, you know, um, games that they're involved in. That's even worse. But games around the league, there's just so much like negativity that can come with it. I just don't think you want to get involved in it. I really don't. Clark, who's on tomorrow? Jim Barker and Daniela Ponticelli. We'll get into the CFL tomorrow and tee up the final week of the regular season. Start to tee you up for the playoffs and a whole lot more. Until then, thanks for watching. Darren Dupont here, and we will see you tomorrow on the RP Show. Noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain, right here on Game Plus TV. Who has more fun than us?